How I Met Andy Beagle, the Monday Morning Memo for September 5th, 2022. I was the new kid in a new town getting ready to start the third grade. We had moved into a rented house beyond the perimeter of Skytook, Oklahoma. There were no other houses within sight, so there were no neighbors to visit, no new friends to meet, nothing to do except walk in circles. School had not yet started. Our house, like most houses back then, had no air conditioning. The Oklahoma air was too hot and too dusty to breathe. That's when Indy showed up and introduced himself. He said, What are you doing? Walking in circles. Can I do it with you? Sure. I wasn't surprised that Indy could talk, and I wasn't surprised that he could walk into photographs and paintings and talk to the people in them. When he walked out of those images, he would tell me the most amazing stories. Indy suggested I should become a writer. The following summer, I was the new kid in another new town, Broken Arrow. But we had neighbors and a park and a house with air conditioning. Mrs. Fisher would read to the class for about 15 minutes each day while Indy slept beneath my desk. She read Charlotte's Web and Way Down Cellar. And then she told us to write a poem about anything we wanted. I wrote a poem about a dog. Everyone was impressed, even Mrs. Fisher. Penny and I were 19 and had been married about a year when I launched Daybreak, a daily pre-recorded message of encouragement you could hear if you knew the right telephone number to call. You couldn't leave a message because it was an announce-only machine that Penny and I leased from the telephone company for $50 a month. I never told anyone my name or how they might be able to contact me. Daybreak was just the voice of a stranger on the telephone, talking to you as though he knew you. I woke before dawn each day and spent a couple of hours writing and recording a new two-minute message, and then I went to work. Fax machines had not yet been invented. The Internet wasn't even a fantasy. Daybreak grew to the point where Penny and I had to add a rollover line and lease a second answering machine from the telephone company because too many people were getting a busy signal when they called. One thousand different Daybreak messages were written and recorded in one thousand days between 1977 and 1980. Daybreak cost us about $130 a month, which is a lot of money when you make $3.35 an hour before taxes. With 25% of our income going down those telephone lines each day, I got a second job, monitoring an automated radio station in Tulsa once a week. I was given the shift that no one wanted. I went to work each Friday night at midnight, and worked until 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. Andy would always go with me to keep me company. I had been there for more than a year when the general manager walked in one Saturday morning about 9 a.m. with a few notes scribbled on the back of a napkin about Amir's Persian Imports, a local place that sold Persian rugs. 
He asked me to write an ad for them, so I wrote a 60-second story that took listeners into the sky on a magic carpet ride. The ad performed well. Amir was impressed. My boss was impressed enough to offer me a full-time job. Indy just smiled and winked at me. Roy H. Williams Roving reporter Rothbard is wandering the wide world with his family, but he and Monday Morning Radio will return to us after Labor Day.